Uh, Jack, Jack, quick moment of your time, please. How does it feel to finally discover the Villa Talks podcast? Mm, best day of my life. Great, there you have it. Back to you at the studio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Villa Talks podcast, another episode of Lockdown Lowdown. How, how have we lost that? I don't know. Really, really frustrating, really annoying. Pissed off, to be honest, about that. Um, Burnley, fair play to them. You know, had a good second half, awful first half. Should have really been out of sight after that first half, but they managed to claw it back and... uh, and win it in the end, uh, really frustrating, really disappointing considering how well we played that first half. I've got Jugsy and Chadzi with me today to, to talk through the match as always. Um, I'm not sure I understand. To talk through the, to talk through the match as always. Um, really disappointing, Chadzi, isn't it? I mean, how, how are you feeling right now straight after the match? Yeah, I'm obviously really disappointed, mate. There was, uh, for long spells of that game, it didn't look like we were going to come away with zero points and Having played so brilliantly in the first half, um, quite surprised really that that we've lost it. But we were punished for not getting a second goal. And like you've touched on there, huge credit to Burnley for how they changed things and for taking their chances, for not giving up. And, you know, they find a way. They haven't got the the players as talented as us. They haven't got Jack Grealish. They haven't got the budget that we've got. But they found a way to score more goals than us tonight. And that's all that matters really. So, you know, credit to them. Let's not forget they've got fans and podcasts and people that hold them accountable as well so you know whilst we we're coming it from a villa perspective and the emotion the emotions for us are negative tonight you, you can't win them all and it is very frustrating that we we've lost it. another game where we we probably all think we deserved more but you know what how do you how do you quantify deserving more you know you've got to take your chances take your chances whilst they're on offer kill teams off, get that ruthless edge and then that's when you can say you deserve something. But yeah, I, I do agree with the sentiment that we've, we've played played really well for the majority of the game and um, it is it's very frustrating and very disappointing but we go again, mate, on Saturday. We, we go again on Saturday. We, we stick to what we believe and we get behind the lads and um, we, we try and take what, for me, so many positives out of the performance. Yeah, it's a bit like the championship, I suppose, isn't it? Um, where if you lost a game, the the next game wasn't too far away, so uh, you didn't really have too much time to dwell on it. Um, but it is disappointing. And we, I mean, the first five minutes or so, I thought Burnley started really well. Um, we're pressing really high, and making this difficult for us, and then uh, we managed to get a foothold of the game. And then from then on in, really in the first half, we were fantastic. Some of the football we played. Jugsy in that first half was was superb, wasn't it? It was really it was like watching a top four side against Burnley, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was a really pleasing first half and it was the first time I've seen a Villa side where everybody knows their role in the team and they, they were gelling as a team, playing one-twos. I think Cash and Torre early on linked up really well. Barkley, Grealish, again, had a good, good connection and it felt like a sort of such a unified team and we looked really strong and obviously um, growing into that first half, we had some good chances and it was a great first goal by Watkins. Lovely play again from Grealish drawing the players towards him, um, utilising Matty Target on the overlap. And yeah, Matty Target's delivery was again first class and Watkins again showing his uh, predator instinct um, with, with a nice tidy finish. And 
as that half uh, went on, really, and we, we, we still dominated and had a lot of good chances. And it was really disappointing not to get the second goal. And I think the one one sort of key moment was when Watkins went one-on-one with Pope and the ball got sort of trapped under his feet. And I thought he could have done better in that situation. I know he, he put, it was one of those where he was sort of on his left-hand side, but he just didn't, didn't get it out of his feet quick enough. And then Barkley was, again, uh, unlucky. Um uh, with, with the sort of follow-up and they hit the bar. But yeah, it was one of those where, look, again, it sort of sums our season up. Uh, our performance was, was great and we just didn't show that that killer instinct and that ruthlessness that you need to be a really good or, or top sort of six side. And um, it doesn't really match the theme of the season because when we have gone ahead, we have been able to see, see, see games out. So it's one of those where you write it off and uh, it's a bit of luck again. And Burnley had a lot, a lot of luck when they played at Villa Park uh, a few weeks ago and uh, they've done a job on us again. And for them to take four points out of them two games, is, is, is a, it's a minor miracle, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, look at the XG stats, um, our favourite stat, um, I mean, <laughs> it's really quite shocking, actually. Um I know XG has its pros and cons and, and whatever, and it's not a perfect measure of how the game's gone, but it gives you a good indication of of the chances that were in the game. Burnley's XG was 0.77, ours was 2.94. And, you know, that's sim- probably similar to what there was in the home game. Um, and we drew that and somehow we managed to lose this. I mean, Chadzi first half really nullified their any sort of attacking threat they had didn't we? You know, that that sort of first time ball down the channels that like to play through the midfield um, to Wood and, and uh, Rodriguez. We, you know, we Mings and Konza dealt with it easily. Um, we had hardly any trouble at all, really. What what changed second half? I mean, what what would you what do you put it down to? It, it was one of those games where um as as the first half went on and we didn't take our our chances to to get the second goal and kill the game off, usually you would have that feeling of we're going to get punished for this in the second half. But I didn't have that feeling at all. I was comfortable. I thought, we're not troubled here. It doesn't matter if we score now. We'll get one in the second half. We'll get probably two or three in the second half. That's how comfortable we were. And I didn't, like you say, I didn't feel like Burnley were offering any sort of threat to us at all. Martinez didn't make a save. Mings and concert looked very comfortable with the long balls. And uh, Wood was quite isolated. Rodriguez couldn't, couldn't really get himself into the game. But... In the second half, you know they they offered a completely different threat. They they um, they pressed higher up the pitch. They, they they pressed high for the first five minutes, but then dropped off after that. Once we got a foothold in the first half, but in the second half they pressed higher and they offered more of a threat on the break. I think McNeil stayed higher up the pitch, and they really exploited our um, our sort of wow. How 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 could I describe it on the right hand side without Traore? Um, there, were, there was space essentially and Cash was having to do the work of two men so McNeil was exploiting that space on the break and all the goals came from that channel um, and I think I think um, obviously Burnley know their own style of play if they can get good deliveries in the box they've got people that are going to win those first and second balls and the winning goal was just an absolute masterclass from, from, from Chris Wood absolutely superb finish yeah um, I mean, you mentioned Troy there, and I didn't think you know he's been fantastic for us in the last few games um, uh, since he's been in the side. Really, I didn't think he had his best game today. Um, I thought he was quite wasteful with the ball, and then obviously tracking back, whether it was a tactic or not. Um, obviously, Cash was exposed against McNeil, who's probably their best player. I mean, a bit a bit of luck uh, with the, with the second goal. Um, obviously, going across the 
across the six yard box without a challenge and and Martinez was sort of uh sort of halfway between trying to you know stop wood coming in the near post and then trying to stop it going in the far post so it did neither really uh, but let's let's talk about let's talk about their first goal um Jugzy. um came from came from a corner again uh, we've been pretty good since the Southampton game with corners um we've sort of, sort of managed to fix that problem which we had but again, you know, two of them were free at the back post. Um, and Louise and McGinn, I think, again, were marking them or trying to block them off. What did you What did you make of that? Yeah, I think, I think I'll start off with um, how they got the corner in the first place. Obviously, uh, I think Mings got into a bit of a duel with Wood and the ball was bouncing. I don't think Mings could have done too much and he got his head onto it. And Mings, to be fair, that first half, he kept it simple. If there was something in, in our sort of third, um, he cleared it for a throw. And I thought on that occasion... Could he have cleared it for a throw-in? I'm not sure because um, it was obviously a bit of a, a duel he had with Wood. And then the set-piece, obviously, we we haven't conceded from a set-piece for a while and we're doing this sort of half-zonal and half-man-marking. Um, and I think Barkley um, was was meant to mark Ben Mee. So Mee's got the run on Barkley and it's a, a type of goal that we've conceded two or th- three times this season. So again, very disappointing. And Burnley are always going to be a threat at set-pieces. So... As Chadzi mentioned, I think I went into that second half and we started the second half really well again. And I was confident. And, you know, I mean, for them to score a set piece just put us on the back foot. And that's what I think changed the game and the dynamic of the game. And uh, as you touched upon, they were getting a lot of joy on that left-hand side. So when Grealish did get us 2-1 up, I thought Smith, um, I know we've given him a lot of praise this season. I thought he would make a change straight away, knowing that throughout that second half, Cash was up against sort of um, McNeil and an occasions two-on-one with the left-back sort of overlapping and Troy struggling to, to track his man. So I was disappointed we didn't probably um, address that straight away, thinking that Trezeguet might come in just to support Cash. And we've still got enough quality in the pitch uh, with Barkley, Grealish and Watkins that if we need to push for another goal, we've got enough quality. And obviously, Algarzi and Davis on the bench as well. But yeah, I thought that was something that we, we managed poorly, maybe off the pitch for the first time. And uh, yeah, I thought um, if you want to yes, go on about the third goal, um, yeah, it, it was, as Chazzy mentioned, it was just a typical Burnley goal and it just sums them up, their desire and never giving up and they know how to play and how to win games at this level and uh, yeah, they don't have the biggest of budgets so you, you've got to give them a bit of credit. Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? I mean, I really hate, I hate them, to be honest, right now, Burnley. Uh, I hate the way they play football, hate the way these win, win these games, but at the same time, you've got to give them credit. You know, you're know, you right, they don't spend too much money, do they? Um, Sean Dykes has done done well out of what he's what he's got. And, you know, they, they're getting results. They beat Liverpool and they're beating us now. Uh, probably neither game they should have won, really, but it is what it is. And, I mean, when Grealish scored that second goal, um, you, you're thinking, that's it now, push on, get the third. We're looking good. I mean, I, I understand maybe why Troy was was kept on was probably because of his height and set pieces. Um, I think that's probably why he was kept on. But at the same time, you know, I, I do think Smith should have made a couple of earlier, made a changes a couple, uh, at least ten minutes earlier than he than he did. But it is what it is. And then, you know, we still had a couple of chances in in the second half. Grealish's run, Chadzi, what a run that was! I can't I can't believe uh, he managed to get all the way from where he was to 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 be almost one-on-one with Nick Pope and unfortunately hit it straight at the goalkeeper. Um, he was phenomenal tonight, wasn't he, Grealish? You must feel sorry for him. Yeah, how he's come away on the losing side, he'll never know. And his frustrations were boiling over at full-time, I noticed. And um, But yeah, going back to going back to that run, 
undoubtedly would have been the best goal I've ever seen in a Villa shirt if he puts that in the net. To, to do what he's done on the touchline and control it, flick it over a player and then have the, the power and the burst of pace to, to pull away from three players. Very surprised Ashley Westwood didn't bring him down, to be honest. He's let him let him get into the box. And it often quite happens where they, they'll show him onto his left foot, won't they? And, you know, goals like the West Ham one at the end of the season, it, it went in via a, a slight deflection. But as soon as they show him onto his left foot, I'm not as confident that he's going to find the corner or, or, or beat the keeper. And obviously... Had to be something special to, to beat Nick Pope tonight. But yeah, some of his play tonight was just honestly a joy to watch. And yeah, I'm absolutely gutted with the result. And it was a op- real opportunity for us tonight to, to kick on the league. And losing football matches when football is basically the only thing keeping us going at the moment is he's, he's absolutely gutting. But, you know, Villa, for me, Villa have been a joy to watch tonight. Like Some of that stuff in the first half and how far we've come, some of the flicks, some of the plays, some of the way we passed it out from the back. I'm not saying it's enough for me because it is all about results, but, you know, I'm content. You know, I'm content with how, how we've played, really. We've been naive. We've conceded some some goals that, you know, if you, if you watch Burnley play before, you, you probably shouldn't be conceding from corners and, and crossing and things like that. But... Yeah, I'm I'm still quite easily finding the positives, mate. And um, Grealish just exemplified some of that stuff tonight. Yeah, I mean, we'll um, we'll obviously touch on the Southampton game um, in, in in a moment. But you know, previous uh, disappointing losses against the likes of Brighton and and West Ham. I'm thinking of you know when we really should have got more out of the game. Uh, we've managed to ba- you know bounce back from those games and 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 go on good runs. And really, I think now. Uh, after this game, it can go one or two ways, can't it? Because we've obviously got a lot of games in in you know a short few days, um, uh, and it could be sort of could be make or break in terms of what we do this season. Uh, we could falter and start falling down the, the the league a little bit, or we could just bounce back and, and keep pushing towards that top six. Um, I mean, but once the third goal went in, we didn't really have a chance. I don't think uh, Grealish with a good run into the box, but nothing much happened of it. Davis came on, offered nothing really. He had quite a few poor touches, I thought, uh, probably because he's out of practice. But at the same time, you know, we do need some better quality in that, those striking positions coming off the bench. We, we've managed to get Sanson in now in the midfield, which adds a lot. But uh, up front, you know, if, uh, if we're not firing, then there's not much else uh, on the bench. Uh, is there, jokes? No, I think, yeah, um, you summed up really. Davis did take a couple of poor touches. And yeah, maybe that is because he's, he's out of much practice. And to be honest, when you've got, Trezeguet and Davis coming on, um, do they really have that quality to change a game? Probably not, unfortunately. And obviously, we, we've got what we've got at the minute. And um, it's one of those where we're going to have to utilise the squad in the coming weeks, knowing that we've got quite a few games coming up. But yeah, it's just disappointing. And I thought I'd, I'd uh, touch upon uh, Russ Barkley's performance, actually, because I just want to get your guys' thoughts on him. Because it's, it's good to have Ross Barkley in our team, because obviously we can see... Um, as a comparison to, to Grealish because Barkley is very well rated and has shown that he's sort of that international um, standard really of player. But I thought today, I mean, he's playing that advanced sort of number 10 role. Um, he's very tidy on the ball and he's got all the attributes really that we need. But I just feel like he's lacking something uh, really. And it is that extra bit of quality in that final third when in comparison, when Grealish gets the ball, he makes them something happen where with Barkley, I just feel like He's obviously not been great since coming back from injury, but I'm I'm just expecting a bit more because he's getting the ball in in quite a good area around the box and 
I just feel like he should be maybe creating something more or, or yeah, being a bit more of a goal threat, really. I just I feel like it's, it, there's not enough from him in the final third. Yeah, I know what you mean. He, he has flattered to deceive since he's come back from his injury, that, that's for sure. But, you know, he's playing like somebody that's been out, out for a couple of months and is trying to find his way back to form. So I think I think we'll let him off from that perspective. I think looking back on his career, I think he's quite a streaky player. You know, if he gets one, he'll get a couple in a few weeks and then maybe have a few weeks where he, he's not as prominent. But I think he adds a lot to our team that, that we've talked about and I think we need to to give him the time just to get his back to get his match fitness and, and get his match sharpness again. He, I think tonight he looked better than he did on Saturday and I'm sure on Wednesday he'll look better than he did tonight. So it's a case of him gradually working his way back to, to full match fitness. But I think it's it's the same for Keenan Davis. You know, we've talked about his limitations, but anybody that judges somebody on three or four opportunities to touch a ball in the last five minutes of a Premier League game against Burnley is is pretty harsh, you know. I don't care who you throw on at that stage. It's an almost impossible job, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. And I think, Having I, not actually, played for so long. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually thought Barkley played fairly well today. Um, Orby, I, I know what you mean, Jack. There was a few times where we were in that final third, he was linking up with Jack and he, he just sort of, Turned one way, turned the other way, then turned back the other way, and 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 then sort of play the simple pass where you're thinking, you know, do something, make something happen, or have a shot, or put a cross in. And we did do that a few times, especially in the second half. Um, we'll see when he finds his feet back how he is, but I, I don't, I'm not entirely convinced that we're going to look to sign him permanently, to be honest. Um, just because I think the money that Chelsea are going to want, potentially they probably might want to even keep him um, because Tuchel will probably want to have a look at him, but. I just think there's probably better out there, um, and you know he has a he's got not an amazing injury record. Uh, Smith mentioned about how how our recruitment team look at players and there and how how many games they played over the last few seasons. Look at like seventy percent as a as a minimum. I'm not sure if Barkley's ever hit that to be honest, uh, especially in the last few seasons. Um, so you know he's been injured here. Who knows what will happen? Maybe Sanson is uh, relieved of pressure and getting uh, Barkley in on a permanent. Uh, you know, I think if we want to push on to the next level, you know, maybe I don't know. I'm I'm still have my doubts about Barkley, to be honest. Um, good for where we are now, definitely, uh, and still one of our better players, hundred percent. But you know, I think I think there's still doubts there. But you know, I guess we'll see. But I mean, let's move on to the comments before we go into the Sanders game. I don't want to touch upon the Burnley game too much. I think we all know what happened. We're all frustrated. We're all a bit down about it. Uh, and it's a bit gutting, uh, but at the same time, we've got another game to look forward to, so we'll look forward to that as well. Um, so some of the comments, uh, as you can imagine, uh, pretty downbeat, but uh, let's have a look. Um, uh, Kersel, official Kersel says, Watkins needs shooting practice. Mings needs to cut out his moronic mistakes. Scrap zonal marking. Barkley was a passenger. Deserved loss, in my opinion, after the second half. We've been getting ahead of ourselves. Still a lot of work to do. Uh, I think that's... Uh, I'm thanks for your message, Kurtle, but I, th- I think that's really harsh, to be honest. I, I know there's probably emotions there, and uh, you know you're disappointed, and as we all are. But you know, I thought you know Watkins is pretty pretty, pretty clinical, and that that goal, one touch finish, you know. And, and yes, he should do better with his his other chance. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it can happen. It gets caught under his feet. And apart from that, I thought he played really well again against two tough defenders. Uh, Mings, uh, I mean, Chad, would you say that was a mistake? Um, 
I mean, looking back at it, I thought, yeah, maybe you could clear it. But at the time I was thinking, you know, he was trying to usher the ball out and he was trying to do the right thing and it just didn't quite work out. But what, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's difficult, mate, because I think it's too easy to scapegoat me. A lot, of, a lot of people seem to be doing that at the minute. But I think the one, the, the biggest danger when you play Burnley is corners. So do absolutely everything you can do to prevent a corner. So if that means don't get in a tussle that might lead to a corner. Don't get in a tussle that might lead to a corner. Just side foot it out for a throw in, maybe. You know, that's maybe just a bit of naivety that if we were to play that game again. <laughs> And I'm sure when they're preparing for the game, it would have been one of the instructions. Let's, let's limit corners as much as we can. But he's backed himself to win the battle with Chris Wood. Chris Wood's not given up, which he's exemplified Bernie's attitude all night. He's kept going, he's kept going. He's won his team a corner just through graft and determination. And yeah, in hindsight, it is a mistake. But Do you, do you think Martinez should have done better in the in the corner coming out? Because he, he was blocked, but he wasn't blocked that badly, I didn't think. I thought it might be, it looked like maybe it'd be a foul, but I was looking at it again and he just didn't really even attempt to come out. I think I'm questioning for all three goals tonight, if I'm honest. Yeah, I am as well, to be honest. I think I think that second one, I understand what's happened there, but at the same time, it's not, you know, I don't know, I think. But he's been outstanding. He's, He's been outstanding. He's he's given yeah. a few yeah, mistakes. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, Martinez has been one of our best players. Yeah. So this is, but at the same time, when something when it goes bad when it goes badly wrong, which yeah. he did do today, you've got to, you've got to talk about it. Yeah. You? You've got to, you've got to mention it. And I think even the third goal, I think it was pretty slow to to come across. And you know, it wasn't it was it wasn't a powerful. It was well directed. It was excellent header under pressure by Woods, but it wasn't a powerful header, was it? No. When the ball's in the air. And it's moving behind Chris Wood, and Chris Wood's having to move backwards. You're not thinking to yourself, even if he gets head on this, he can't beat Martinez from there. So, you know, you can credit the striker as well, but you can also maybe look at your keeper. But one of those nights, you know, we've had a few of them this season, and things haven't gone our way. And it's sport, isn't it? It's gone it's gone the way for Burnley tonight. And the Burnley podcasts up and down the country will be uh, <laughs> yeah. telling you the side of the coin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's sure. It happens, doesn't it? Hopefully, we'll also win as well at one point this season. Uh, Durham Beer Singh says, 99 times out of 100, we win that game. Still gobsmacked. I agree, mate. Uh, Gary H um, says, I, c- I can't comment on it. Definitely need to sleep on that one before attempting to say anything rational. Uh, yeah, normally, we would uh, we would do this pod a day later, but we decided to straight after. I think, uh, to be honest, I was expecting a lot more swearing, so uh, well done to you both. Jess, the old tale of two halves, defensive shape, discipline and commitment was extremely poor second half, lack of support from midfield, only making it harder to really push on to the next level needs to be more clinical. I mean, I, I actually agree with that, uh, Jugsy. Uh, I'm not sure what your thoughts are, um, especially the point around being clinical. We saw it with, we've seen it a few times this season. Um, and I thought in the final third, we were trying to do too much set points as well, which we did do at Newcastle. What, do you, what were your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. And this, again, um, if we look at the games against us this season, in terms of the goals scored and some of the finishing has been out of this world. And yeah, we've not been able to mirror that. And yeah, I think Pope had a good game, but did he make any sort of world-class saves? A lot of the shots were straight at him. So again, it was just down to our finishing. And I know with Grealish, he had a couple of good shots. One uh, in the first half, edge of the box on the half volley. And that was just anywhere, either side of Pope. And that's in. Again, with the left foot, that was a tough angle. Uh, Watkins had another one on the right foot. That was a tough angle as well. So it was weird because we had a lot of chances. But the, apart from that one-on-one, there weren't sort of out-and-out chances. And I think, um, yeah, we did try maybe over overplay in that final third. And maybe we should have... I think we should, saw the benefit of that target cross, that get the ball in early if Watkins is making that run. 
So I think it's lesson learned as well. And I thought from that right-hand side, especially with Traore and Cash, I thought they could have got their deliveries in earlier. And Traore, a lot with his crosses, was not beating the first man. So I think he had a sort of a really bad night at the office, really, with his deliveries. And hopefully that side of his, his game will improve. And set pieces, yet again, we weren't really a threat. Obviously, we weren't really going to be troubling Burnley, who are quite well organised. But Conto had a early chance. But yeah, I think... We just need to look at the basics again and, and look and look to improve things that we can control, like set pieces and how we mark them. So I'm expecting some improvements, hopefully, for the coming games. Yeah, well, let's rattle off the, the comments quickly because we're going to talk about Southampton game. Uh, Adam Huck uh, says, need to be more ruthless, need to manage games better, agree. Need to kill the game off for 2-1. Um, Yarrow, assume no one is still talking about doing a Leicester, have now lost more than double than they did through the whole season. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think so. I think... I mean, this could go one or two ways. We could still maybe challenge for the top six, but I think realistically, we are a top eight, top ten side, um, and you know, we need we might need a bit of luck to to push on further than that. But that's still in context of what we've done last season. Still great. Uh, Osma Osama says, but they've got a bit. They've had a bit of luck for them as well. But Villa should have won. Agree. King Konza, it was wank. <laughs> yeah. Was it really? <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, I think, I think it's more the feeling of losing in the second half. I mean, we we played well in the day, didn't we? In that, especially that first half, that's some of the best football we've played all season against a tough team to play. You know, the Burnley don't let you play through them at all. Uh, we saw that with Liverpool. We've seen that with other teams. So to play the way that we did with the one-touch passing and the linker play, I mean, I haven't seen us do that this season at all. Uh, we've, we tended to it use the channels. Phenomenal. It was Hampton. absolutely outstanding. That first half was outstanding. Yeah. So hopefully we can take that forward and, and, and use that as the basis to go forward and not get too frustrated with the second half. Again, it's just hard. You know, we've probably had four bad halves this whole season, really, let's be honest. Um, so again, got to put it into context. Um, Andy Keenan, Smith subs too late. One or two should have changed it then. But when we were 2-1, I'm sure I should have changed it then. We were struggling in the mig- middle. Barkley was looking, uh, not, didn't look right. Uh, but probably understandable given how long he's been out for. Hopefully Samson comes in when he's ready. Mark, Lange, uh, if we have to lose, which we do, let's do it without fear of relegation, about to learn, improve and move on. Agree, JD. We're playing with attitude of swag of a team that is in Europe already. We need to pipe down a bit. Great football, confidence and flow. That is a joy, but we're still lacking any ruthlessness. Hopefully tonight is a massive lesson. We just learn from it. Three points dropped. Agree. Lizard man. Oh, well, there's so many comments here. I'm, I'm not going to have time uh, to go through all of these. Quickly, Carl Knight, a mad game. One that I had no worries about losing until it was 3-2. Tremendous first half performance let down by terrible defending in the second half. That'll be the type of game that is different from this game in Europe and finishing 10th. Smith won't be happy now. I'm sure he won't. Let's let's go and move on to the Saints game then. Uh, they played yesterday against Arsenal and Arsenal really did a job on them. Saints took the early lead and uh, Arsenal came back into it and, uh, you know, really did well against uh, Southampton's press, which is, which is, you know, the big strength really uh, and defended well against them as well. Uh, game Saturday evening, Jugsy, uh, we lost 4-3, a uh, game of two halves again. That was uh, last time out. We haven't beaten Southampton in a long time. Uh, I can't actually remember the last time we beat them. Maybe when Steve, da- Steve Davis scored, I think maybe the last time I can remember us beating them. Um, I don't know if you can remember any after that. Nah, uh, we beat them away when Gabby and... Oh, Kozak Gabby and, oh, yeah. Yeah, and Delft, scored. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. shout. Yeah. And, and Delft scored that. Yeah, I was, I was there that, that night. That was a, that was a Burnley shithouse win. We touched the ball yeah, about five times on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, hopefully we can do that again. And Delft scored that after a rocket, didn't he? Um, the snake. Uh, <laughs> Jugsy, go on, give us your thoughts on the game. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, Southampton are well-organised and, again have so much quality in terms of knowing their game plan, knowing their roles. Um, obviously, really good at set pieces, which we learned in the first game. But I'm hopeful 
that they've got a couple of injury worries. So especially at fullback, I think Red, um, not Redmond, Bertrand was suspended, and their right back Walker Peters was injured. So I think that's what cost them against Arsenal because a lot of the mistakes came at fullback. So I'm hoping if they, I'm not sure um, Bertrand. I think he's he's probably back, but Walker Peters might be out. And uh, Romeo in the centre of Park, who's obviously quite class uh, defensively, uh, he might be out as well. So again, a lot will depend on on injuries. Ings is back, so it's going to be a tough tough ask again. But we just got to pick ourselves up and and make sure we make it count this time round. And hopefully, it gives us a bit of a, a boost and a bit more urgency in that final third to say, look, we need to kill off kill off teams. You don't get any points for, for playing nice football and playing one-twos and doing flicks and tricks. It's all about putting the ball in the back of the net. So, yeah, hopefully it works in our favour, this sort of type of result, and we actually just kick on from this and, you know I mean, the next make the next few games count and, and get some good results. Yeah, I mean, their fullbacks are so important to the way the Southampton play. If you watch them play, you know, they really do push their fullbacks high up the pitch and their, their well, wide players, Walker and Armstrong, who Armstrong, by the way, was fantastic against Arsenal, I thought, um, tuck in uh, and sort of try and play in between the lines, which they did do against us, which, you know, the, the foul that Louise gave away, I'm thinking about uh, against Walker, was just one example of that. Um, so you've got to be wary of that. If they're missing Walker-Peters, I think he's been a revelation this season for them. And good signing since he's joined them last season. So hopefully they're missing him. Um, you're right. They do rely on their fullbacks a lot. Chadzi, talk, talking of sort of Villa and how we will shape up against Southampton, do you think there'll be many changes or or will we go with the same team? It, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because um, in that second half, like you said, it did look, look like we were running out a bit of puff, to be honest. Um, I think he, he might give Traore a rest and just shore up that right-hand side defensively. Um, but I, I don't think I don't think we should be looking to make too many changes. I think the back four looks after itself as usual. McGinn and Louise are, are undroppable. Jack obviously picks himself, and then it's just what you do with um, Barkley and or Traore, Al Ghazi and Trez. You, you might bring Trezeguet back in for a, a bit more work rate and a bit more defensive effort, and just look to to look to solidify things again. But I don't know, mate. We'll see. It's whatever Smith does. I'm sure it'll be the right decision. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be, it'll be a tough game. I personally would probably look to bring Trez back into the team. I think uh, Troy's done been, been fantastic, but I think games against teams who like to press high uh, and work hard and, and use their fullbacks like Southampton do, then you know Trez is probably a better option. Albeit, you know, Troy does offer a lot in the final third that Trez that Trez doesn't. So, well, I mean, either way, I think we've got strength in depth and Sanson should hopefully be on the bench as well so hopefully see him play some part as well Jugsy your your prediction for the game I know we're coming off the back of a 3-2 loss so you're you're probably down but looking at it sort of uh, realistically how do you think the game will go um, I'm going for a 2-1 win so I'm thinking positive and yeah I was right a couple of weeks ago so yeah I'm going for a 2-1 win Chad 2-2 2-2 yeah I'm going to go I'm going to go for 1-1 a draw. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have minded a draw today, to be honest, by the end of it, going into the game. Um, and thinking, I was thinking maybe Southampton, we can get all three. Um, we, you know, I think we owe them a win, let's be honest. So we'll look forward to that. We'll be back, obviously, with a, a, a review of that game. Um, doing it slightly differently this time around. So we're doing a fans phone in on Sunday night. We're going to be recording. I've got about nine or 10 people joining us. We'll be reviewing the season, doing like a mid-season review. Um, getting fans' views on on how we've done. Hopefully, it won't be another loss that we're talking about 
because uh, obviously I think that will paint a different picture on how we've done halfway through the season compared to uh, winning the game. But uh, we'll be back probably that probably out Monday Monday morning time or Sunday night. Uh, so look forward to that. Um, and then obviously we've got a, a game thick and fast after that West Ham and Arsenal as well. So lockdown lowdowns after those games as well. But um, before we go, thanks boys for joining me again. Cheers, Ops. Cheers thanks, Ops. mate. And uh, thanks for listening. All the usual spiel about uh, you know, following us, subscribing to our podcast, leaving us some reviews and ratings and all that good stuff. Sorry, it's not more an upbeat podcast, but hopefully we'll be back uh, next time with a, with another win and Villa are climbing back up the table. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. Up the Villa. Up the Villa, lads. Stay positive. Up the Villa. I love it. I love it.